And in 2022, we had the highest net migration out of any state, 318,000 people. That's darn near 1,000 people a day moved to Florida in 2022. Orlando, Florida is the theme park capital of the world, but it's actually so much more than that. We cover all things real estate, theme parks, and the stories that make living in Orlando such a fun place. This is the Orlando Real Podcast. It was all started by a month. All right, so we got our first story off here, Lindsay, today. We got Orlando's neighborhood ranked as one of the best in the nation, which... (laughs) <laughs> Tell the people what 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 actually neighborhood in Orlando? Yeah, the North Quarter. Have you ever heard of the North Quarter before? Never. Never in my life have I heard of the North. I I know a little bit about Orlando. Yeah. I study it a little bit. It's yeah. kind of my thing. And uh, so, <laughs> guess how many people live in the North Quarter? Take a guess. Uh, Four thousand. It's fourteen hundred and forty-five oh. people. And so they they kind of did this whole metric thing, basically around um, how 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 expensive homes are. And then the walkability. And if you know where this is, I had to actually look it up because honestly, like nobody calls the North Quarter the North Quarter. And so if you're watching live, we Googled the North, uh, we could see here, we, we Googled the North Quarter. If you're watching on the podcast, uh, it's kind of right over by Lake Ivanhoe, mm-hmm. over by I 4. And there's a lot of really cool little restaurants. There's the Hall on Yard. Yes. Have you been there? I have. Yeah. Actually. What do you think of the vibe? cool it's really swanky it's a cool place even if you just want to grab a drink and just kind of relax because there's a variety of little like food vendors in there um and then you could also there's a foxtail over there and a kelly's so even if you know dining out a little bit of a swanky evening isn't your thing it's just a cool place to kind of hang out yeah i totally agree it's a it's a cool spot do you find parking hard over at holland yard yes yeah (laughs) they've got like a whole apartment over there and it's like it takes up a lot of the parking and it's supposed to be 30 minutes only but then other people tell me i'm just complaining i I don't know i just want to be able to like pull up find a spot get out right to me it might deter people because if you're driving around like we had to park pretty far when we went really yeah yeah that's that's that was my experience so amy calendrino she's actually our one of our commercial referrals she said that uh my client's gravity tap room coming to the north quarter by middle of this year so we will have to check them out amy have them reach out because we want to cover it as a story, because if this is like one of the most popular places to live in the entire country, apparently, then we should definitely cover it. What do you think? I think that sounds awesome. I'm yeah, down. for sure. So, uh, so yeah, I think it's interesting. When you think about um, other top cities in the country for people um, moving to, this is another story that popped out from, uh, let's see, this one was top cities. This is Business Insider. Mm-hmm. Top cities that people are moving to according to according to the report. And this is basically from Business Insider, the top 10 places. Guess how many of them were in Florida? Um, all of them. <laughs> no, they, half of <laughs> them. Like half of them are in Florida. So number one, people moving to in Florida are is Miami. Uh, then you've got Phoenix, Vegas, mm-hmm. Sacramento. And then number five was Tampa. Number six is Orlando. I'm always like yeah. in this constant fight with Tampa. They think that we're better than us. And I think we're better than them. But so right there, uh, more people move into Tampa, apparently. And then Cape Coral, Florida, and then rounding out the list for Floridian cities was Northport or mm-hmm. Sarasota, Florida. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Sarasota? You know what? My husband travels there a lot. I haven't spent a whole lot of time there, but it is really beautiful. Um, it might be a little quiet for me, Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's it's nice. 
It's nice. Yeah. It's a great beachy area. I was going to say, if you want to go like a getaway, I yeah. think Sarasota is amazing. I know like Longboat Key, kind of mm-hmm. that, if you kind of start blending in a lot of these beach towns together, there's a lot of cool stuff going on down there. But I, I like it for an afternoon or like a, for like a long weekend. Exactly. We have the access. Exactly. Well, that's the beautiful thing about living in, in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pickles says, hello from beautiful Manila and the best donuts in town, Donut King. Yum. Pickles, you're right. You have to, <laughs> you've chosen the right uh, bagel spots or donut spots. And that is. They're both round. They're both round. They definitely are. All right, let's keep going in our, this is another kind of real estate-y, um, but it really impacts yeah. a lot of people. And this is a story that you found. So what, what, what do you got here? Yeah. So this live local bill is, I think, really exciting because it's kind of, it's a, a way to kind of bring light to the need for more affordable housing, especially in our area and our state. Um, so there's a lot of incentives like tax exemptions for pr- the private sector. So different yep. investors who need to invest in not just bring luxury housing, but affordable housing. Also incentivizing um, private owners who own multifamily properties to have so many units that are classified as affordable housing. Yep. But I think what's really exciting about this one is that they're going to be putting back about $100 million towards the Hometown Heroes program. Mm. They are expanding the qualifications for that. So who would actually be a part of the Hometown Heroes um, career program, if you will. And then um, the current loan that they're offering is like up to $25,000. they are increasing that to thirty-five. Wow. And so for those of us that are for those watching who've never heard of a Hometown Hero, who qualifies for that just generally? So the basic thing that everything everybody thinks about is like, um, you know, teachers, nurses, police officers, firefighters. It's so much more than that, but those are kind of the most popular that everybody thinks about. Yeah. And so there's these amazing tax credits or, you know, incentives for them to be able to get a loan for their down payment right. that kind of goes onto their, their property. And then they don't have to pay it off until they sell it or pay it off over time. So this is a great bill. It's 800 and $11 million. So it's darn near a billion dollars to help with housing. I think this is a is much needed when you've got yeah. so many people moving to the area. I wholeheartedly believe in this. Yeah. Um, all right. So the next thing we've got over here, and make sure you guys keep dropping questions. I'm starting to see them over here. We're going to collect a couple and then we're going to come back to you. I absolutely promise. Uh, but over the past uh, two or three years, Florida has been kind of popular, Lindsay. Just a little bit, Just right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild, but it feels like everybody I talk to, they're from somewhere else. Yes. They all have different reasons, which is always fun for me to kind of dig up. I kind of like that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just like, no, there's not, there's some people on our team that have grown up here. Mm-hmm. I did not grow up here. Uh, I love our area, but yeah, it's really cool to meet people that, you know, ha- they have grown up here and you're like, oh, tell me about it. Like, how is it different than when you were a kid? And then also the people that have moved here, it's, we love helping them find home in Orlando. So this is insane. Uh, so number two on the list was Texas. They had 230,000. So just to put that into perspective and then North and South Carolina, both had roughly a hundred thousand people moving there. Both had positive net migration. Many other states lost people. We've got people like West Virginia, Vermont was kind of uh, was kind of like flat. Uh, and then all the way down the list, California lost as many people as we gained. So wow. 343,000 people they lost. Uh, it's obviously a much bigger state than we are. Mm-hmm. They're like the seventh biggest economy in the world. Sure. Uh, but you look at New York as well. They lost 1% of their population. People, most of them, I feel like moving to Florida. Oh, amen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we we will take it. But it's interesting to see the net migration. I think that we're continuing to see this. People are calling us, even in this climate with higher interest rates and that kind of thing. Aren't you seeing more people, I feel like right now, calling us more than ever? It really does feel like that. Like, I feel like 
the water hose is just spilling out. People are really serious about making their dreams a reality. I've talked to so many people who were like, yeah, this was in our three to five year plan and now's the time. Yeah, now's the time. It's kind of, it's, all, it's amazing. And listen, yeah. we're always here to just be a resource for our, our viewers and our clients. If you're moving now, awesome, we wanna help you. If you wanna move three, four, five years from now, that's cool too. Feel free to reach out. We can kind of help you get a plan together. And that's kind of what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, so Sheer says, Sheer Brilliance, I like the name, says, my wife and I are planning to move from Michigan. That's a great idea. That's what I did. Uh, to the Orlando area. Should we get on a wait list for an apartment? What do you think the best way to do it? We're planning for October or September. So Sheer, it really depends um, whether you're looking at building or you're getting into an apartment or anything like that. Uh, you should probably reach out and find out how much availability is current, because depending on where they're at, it could be booked up significantly like very fast, or you could have uh, like plenty of openings, would you suggest? Yeah, I would say when you're talking about like an apartment complex, they usually know, obviously, when leases are coming due. And so if they know that they're going to have a big influx of like people vacating because they have to give like two months notice, then they may say, yeah, it looks like we're going to have a lot of people leaving around the time that you might be moving here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So good, good idea. Here's what I always suggest is get down here, get to know the area you really want, because if you can do that, it gives you a really clear picture of what your next step should be. You know, if some people are trying out areas, right? you know, I want to see if I like the schools. I want to see if I like being close to the parks or far away from the parks, one of the two. Um, and so you just want to feel it out. And then once you do that, we can help you kind of narrow it down. We don't do leases, but we can kind of at least point you in the right direction on areas. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so we've got somebody, Jason John says, what's your thoughts on Winter Haven? And do you think that it'll be appealing city in Central Florida? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, I was down there not too long ago. It's not a place I frequent, um, to be honest with you, but I think there's a lot of development in and around Winter Haven, specifically because it's situated, you know, almost smack dab in the middle of Orlando and Tampa. Yep. And so I think there's, you know, there's a lot of historical beauty in like the little downtown area. Um, and a lot of people adore living there. Mm -hmm. um, I think if you have a vision and if, it, if you enjoy, you know, maybe being a little bit outside of the hustle and bustle, but still have great access, then it might be a great spot for you. Yeah, I think price point is a thing that drives Winter Haven right now. Right? Yeah. And you think of like Winter Garden. Here's the crazy thing. Like we moved here six, almost seven years now, and which is crazy. Um, when we looked at Winter Garden when we first moved here, that was the value play. Mm. You could get into Winter Garden for $300,000 and people were like, hey, you know, if you want to live all the way out there, go ahead. And now it's like one of the fastest growing cities or part of towns in the entire country. Sure. The amount of cap like per capita it's blowing up and so i think winter haven is it going to grow that fast probably not but over the next five ten years i think people are going to look up and see winter haven as kind of like wow i'm surprised i never would have thought mm -hmm. that this is it but that's when people are value they're value driven those are going to grow and, and continue to go out from there well said yeah right on all right so sheer uh let's see i'm sorry we already did that one so it's a camin fam uh, there we go mandy so just hi ken huge fan the latest update with the Brightline train and how would this affect the Orlando economy? Well, actually, we chose to, to talk about that tonight. So let's dive into it. What's going on, Lindsay? Yeah, so there's a $100 million facility now um, here connecting with the airport and Terminal C, which is super exciting. It is. Um, there's actually going to be, it's like the size, it's like 62 acres, I think, like the size or the length of two football fields. It's pretty <laughs> massive. Um, it's called Base Camp. And um, I think, you know, there's going to be a parts area and just places for them to kind of revamp and touch up the, the wheels and the different parts. But I think the biggest thing um, is just the obviously driving people into other parts of the state too. Um, myself, for example, my family's in South Florida and West Palm. So there's gonna be a stop there in Rosemary Square, um, Boca, Fort Lauderdale, Aventura and Miami. So, and what I was reading, it's really cool is that 
obviously, you know, you have the access to just, you know, like why stop, why take a train when I could just drive myself? Well, right now they're saying it's like going to be 30 minutes less time to get to Miami than it normally takes. And 30 minutes, I mean, I'll take that. I mean, and if I don't have to be, you know, in traffic and I could just read a book or listen to music or talk to somebody, I, of course I would rather do that. I think that's we're, we're going to try it. So my, my wife and I were going down to uh, Miami. We're going to see John Mayer in September. And like, I'm, we're going to try the Bright Line because you can get right off the Bright Line, grab an Uber, yeah. go to the hotel. You don't have to worry about like, say, if you want to go to dinner or drinks or any that kind of thing. You just don't have to worry about parking your car, any of that kind of stuff. I'm excited. I mean, it's going to go 130 miles an hour, which is faster than I drive. <laughs> not not much faster, but it's okay. a little faster than I drive. And uh, I'm excited. So every, every week that goes by, they're getting ready to test and kind of eventually get ready. They said March was the month we're going to go live. It looks like April yeah. is when that's going to happen. And I think that um, when you think about the different areas being now interconnected or more close together, when this kind of goes through to Tampa, mm-hmm. I feel like that's when our Tampa Orlando vibe synergies really start to go. Sure. When you start thinking about people can just be more interconnected on the freeway, not having to drive, yeah. and it's a little bit more affordable. Yeah, no. And I just I know so many people who commute back and forth, you know, whether it be for work or just family or friends. And I think it's just a nice convenient way to get around and there's so much traffic in that little spot like as you're getting closer to tampa and yep. i would just not want to deal with that so yeah <laughs> sign me up sign me up for sure and that's what's going on from denmark you're one of my favorites i think what time is it over in denmark right now it's got to be like midnight. The time. you're up I late mean, yeah you're up late Lynette. Thanks thank you for, for checking yeah. out <laughs> all right let's get back in speaking of massive massive developments uh, have you heard of the villages uh, i think so yeah i think so so the villages is currently five uh no it's, i'm sorry it's seventy thousand households and we looked this up earlier there's 3500 acres which is a massive massive development yeah. i'll show you guys a map, a map here in a minute but the villages it looks to be that they're growing again because the developer has bought 900 acres in mascot for seven million dollars and so this is going to take them up to 4400 acres and then for those of you watching the video Uh, online here. I'll kind of show you what the map is. They've got the villages all the way up here to the north, and it sort of runs down the 301 and back over. Mascot's all the way down here. Mm -hmm. So when you look at a map, it's giant. And it's honestly, the the land that they bought is right outside of Groveland and Claremont. So as they develop this out, whether it stays the same traditional villages project or something else, I mean, I would assume that because they're connecting all of the land that it will be just continuation of the largest yeah. 55 and older or like retirement I, area in the, in the world. I think it's awesome because it's so close to us now. It is. And yeah. so if you're somebody who's in that age range, who wants that active, you know, lifestyle, you're just going to have so much more access to the parks if that's your thing. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, if you want to commute to downtown Orlando, it's not as far anymore. And so I just think it's just crazy to me, like $7 million, you said for 900 acres. Yeah, exactly. That seems like a deal. It seems like a deal. Well, I keep telling people, I mean, going back over to the map, you know, we look at where's the growth happening in Orlando right now. And it's really the West side. There's just so much left out there. Um, in terms of just space. We don't have a lot of space left that you could easily say, I can pick up 900 acres anywhere. Uh, But if you look out over towards Lake County, there's just a lot of land. Now there's a lot of uh, wildlife management. So all this green thing, if you're walking at the map here, sort of west of 27, you've got a lot of stuff that people can't build on. But I do think that this is where the majority of of the future growth is going to be, where you can find affordable housing and all that good stuff. Definitely agree. Yeah. All right. So somebody mentioned uh, that they actually work on the Bright Line. They checked in and that they think that it's going to be somewhat closer to June. Brandon G says. And so our connections over there are saying that it's supposed to be 
March, April. Now it's going to be April. So you're saying it's June. Well, you're going to see what happens. But if you're working on it, you would know better than them. Maybe they're trying to be a little bit more positive and optimistic of when it actually is going to happen. But either way, what happens, I'm really quite excited. Um, what's going on over? Have you been to the airport lately? Traveled? Uh, not really. Boring. Yeah, whatever. So uh, so Brightline is going to be connected over to Terminal C, kind of going back over there. There was a going through the permitting today. They're looking at adding an additional $15 million extending out more of terminal c and so i was reading in down at the bottom and if for those watching the video you can see i kind of highlighted it but for, watch, for those listening back so orlando mco how many people do you think went through in 2022 35,000 or mil, mil, million, I, 35 yeah, 35, million. 35,000 would not be yeah, no, not enough. Probably, yeah, not even a, per day. Mm -hmm. but, uh, so, so in 2022 alone, there are 50 million annual passive passengers that came through MCO. They're saying with this new addition with Terminal C and then everything that they're going to add on, it's going to allow another 10 to 12 million people a year. Wow. That's, That's insane. Crazy. So I was talking to um, some folks over at the mayor's office. We were just talking about just tourism in general and how, like, basically, we're probably going to get to 100 million visitors a year within the next five years or so. Five years? Yeah. That's it? That's crazy, right? Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. What are we going to do with everybody? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But here, so one of the one of the stories we found over here, maybe a, a little bit, obviously, a sad uh, story to chat about, but I think yeah. it's worth important because it's a big one. So what's going on with Disney? So yeah, they're going to be laying off um, 7,000 employees globally. So not, you know, like here in Orlando, but all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it equates to like 3% of the total um, employee number, um, which is like 220,000, which is insane. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a big part of the media sector, ESPN sector, resorts and parks as well. Um, so I just, yeah, it's, it's basically, it's just a streamline into cut down costs. You know, I was also reading here that um, while, you know, all the parks and everything were, you know, the revenue was uh, increased over the last year. I mean, naturally, after COVID, everybody's really interested in getting out and enjoying themselves. Um, you know, Disney Plus actually lost subscribers, which I thought was really interesting. I feel like during the pandemic, they just blew up, everybody signed up. And then if you don't come out with new original content, which yeah. The Mandalorian, by the way, is amazing. Uh, I heard that the viewership for that is kind of diving. We enjoy it over at my house, yeah. but a lot of people are unplugging from from Disney Plus. I mean, it could just be in large part because we were all hunkered down and we were looking for something to do safely yeah. at home. And that's probably a big part of it. People are out and about now spending less time sitting on their couch. Yeah, <laughs> sitting on their couch. But going back to so 7,000 people worldwide, 3%. Uh, we just saw this past week, though, that Disney actually increased their base pay for mm -hmm. their frontline workers. So it looks as based on the the reports that we're seeing a lot of the frontline workers are not going to be laid off right it's going to be other folks but one of the other things i thought was interesting is i'm starting to see universal start offering different well offers and so this one i thought was a kind of shocking and really good one that we found today so florida residents buy a day get two days free that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> right so if you don't have an annual pass i mean that's like a, a huge huge win yeah. uh and so i don't know even how much tickets cost these days what did we figure out over here um what was it like it would well it's like 109 but it would be like 50 a day or something yeah there we go so so this one that pulled up two days free oh this finally the thing loaded here so two parks one day two days free promo ticket so 164 dollars so for one person so that works out to be like no 55 60 mm -hmm. bucks a day yeah with tax and everything that's actually 
really, really cheap. We haven't seen that low of prices at our theme parks in a very long time. I don't remember the last time. Yeah, and so you have to use it before September 29th, uh, which is still plenty of time to use it. So if you haven't already, Joe, jump on over to yeah. Universal. What a cool, you can do a long weekend coming up, something in the summer. summer. I mean, everybody have more free time, yeah. you know, typically. So take advantage. Yeah, and so it's interesting with so many people, we're setting records with people inbound coming to visit us. And yet you start seeing the parks kind of offering different things, hotel stays and that sort of thing. I saw the Star Cruiser gave a 30% discount for people to come stay because Disney's like, please come, wow. please come stay at this uh, crazy, amazing hotel. Uh, and so, yeah, it'll be kind of interesting to see what the summer does for us. Yeah, curious. Yeah, very much so. All right, we got a couple questions we're going to jump over to. So Deep Ball says, uh, what are your thoughts on north of St. Cloud towards south of Lake Nona, close to Sunbridge? Do you think it's going to hold its value? I do. I think if you have the long, like when I talk to people who are interested in that area or any area that's still very early on, I, I talk about vision because it's not for everyone, right? You're going to be surrounded by new construction for a while. But if you have the long-term vision of, okay, I'm getting in early home prices are going up each, every you know few sales and the value because other people who maybe are holding out hope for when things are more completed, the schools, things like that, you know, you're getting in there at the very beginning phases and like basically getting a deal, if you will, for um, what prices are expected to be in years to come, right? And you have the proximity to Lake Nona, like you mentioned. So um, I definitely think the value is there. Yeah, I think so too. I think that um, the whole Lake Nona Sunbridge area will eventually merge into one big, oh, yeah. big region. And especially as they, you've got the the uh, Osceola Parkway extension and then you got Narcosi exp uh, expanding. There's a lot of things that are going to make getting in and out of there a little bit easier, but Sunbridge is still technically the less expensive option. And right. so people are going to be gravitating towards that. Now you have to be, you have to be uh, patient. You know, the, that area is not built out all the way yet, but it's going to be quite amazing. And if you look at the, what the developer did over at Lake Nona, I think Sunbridge is going to be something very, very similar and special when it's all all finished. Right. I mean, I think people thought the same thing about um, Lake Nona. Yeah. Right? No, oh, they yeah. Like, this is too far. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's and too now close look. to the airport. There's yeah. too many that nobody's going to live there. And then all of a sudden it's like the premier neighborhood in our area. Uh, so we got Dylan says on our team. What's up, buddy? So big advocate of Sunbridge, he says. Um, let's see. We've got a couple other ones. Jose says, I bought the premier pass at Universal. You get express pass after 4 p.m. every day. Is it 4 p.m.? That's pretty That's pretty great. You can go get express pass, skip your lines after 4 o'clock. And now it. with the time change, it's light out later. Yeah. So it's awesome. I am down with that for sure. All right. So question, uh, Robbie says, question regarding CDD and property taxes. Why does everybody prefer not to have CDD fees? Is that something that goes up more frequent than the HOA? And does the property tax go up with the house sale? So you've got a lot of questions in there. So I'll start unpacking maybe a little bit. Do you mind if I take this? Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, the, basically, CDDs seem like junk fees. They're bonds that basically you're paying for the infrastructure that the developer said, hey, instead of me paying for all of this up front, I'm actually going to pass on the costs to our homeowners in the future. And so that fee doesn't actually usually go up. It's bonded. It's going to be paid off. Like in Celebration, for example, it's a 30-year bond. After the bond is paid off, they might renew it because they need to continue to improve the infrastructure. Um, but it's something that stays there forever. Now, if you're talking taxes, taxes typically go up with the assessed value. So if you buy and say the market, you say if you buy a $500,000 house, the assessor is going to say, what are other similar homes to yours? They're not going to say, what did you pay for your house? They're going to say, okay, on average, what are things selling for in your area? 2,000 square feet, three bedrooms, two baths with a pool. And then they're going to assess you the mills based on that. They're going to top on with CDD fees on that. And that's where you get your tax bill. So if the prices are continuing to go up, 
your taxes are going to continue to go up. But the beautiful thing about have, being a homeowner and filing homestead taxes is that you have a capped amount of taxes that can go up per year. I think it's 2%. And so, whereas if you're renting, obviously that number just continues to go up, or up forever. Uh, and if you have an investment property, there's really no, uh, you don't have that homestead advantage with the taxes going up. Sure. Perfect. Was that, was that clear? You get an A. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Mr. Sean says, am I signing up for the marathon weekend? Are you signing up? I'm not a runner. Oh. I'm, I'm too short. I don't have the long legs. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I'm going to definitely sign up for Marathon Weekend. I saw the different Disney released all of their artwork and the theming for it. It looks amazing per usual. Uh, so I am. if I haven't run my first marathon by then, it will be my first one. But hopefully, hopefully, uh, I'm going to do the New York one yeah. in like November. That's and awesome. then, Yeah, I'm excited. All right. So we named this that there's going to be some new neighborhoods coming in 2023 and beyond. And so let's get into that. We've got Everbe, which is a really big one over... Um, how would you, how'd you classify where this is? I would definitely still classify it as East Orlando, but just North of the airport, yep. the Beeline area. So it's, um, it's kind of a, an, it's undeveloped. Yeah. Yep. But it's like really nicely positioned because you're South of where UCF and all of that is, you know, but you're North of Lake Nona. So you have access to both. Um, and you're right off the highway the 417. So, yep. um, really a kind of a sweet spot. You really are. I mean, you've got the 417 and the 528 kind of right there. There's just kind of, it's a great area. I think that, um, it's going to be a very popular one. And I know I've talked about this in the past and they still haven't come out with pricing, yeah. um, and pricing coming soon. But one of the things that they built out on their website now, if you want to look at the townhome series, you can kind of see some of the elevations, which means that they're getting ready to start releasing pricing here. And so it, you can see, you've got some single story ones here. And I, I like it because it's a little bit more like maybe more modern traditional um, yeah. instead of like the old stucco boxes that we're used to. No, I, I, I agree with you. I, yeah. It's something different I haven't seen from them. Um, the townhomes, I have seen those floor plans like in Winter Park, there's Grayson Square and then in Pinewood Reserve, which is really not far off 417. So if you wanted to actually walk through something now and get a taste, you probably could. But these um, single families, I haven't seen these elevations and they're really cool. These like modern angles. Yeah, there's so, it's something very different. We're seeing this a lot. I know um, like mm -hmm. Chuck, uh, Chuck Whittle with uh, Unicorp, he's building out um, uh, like the, the celebration point. He built out Griffin Park. He built out a lot of things and he loves these like modernistic angles. And I'm wondering if builders are looking at his yeah. success with some of this and like, oh, I'm going to start introducing into the residential side. Yeah, because you, you definitely see it in like Nona. Yeah, no, you see it everywhere. In like yeah, Nona. that's very true. Uh, so this is a good one. I think Everbe is going to be a really interesting one. I think it's also going to be a bit of an affordable option that's closer to everything. I think mm -hmm. what I think I was thinking about who's the ideal buyer for this one. And I think it's kind of that one who enjoys the Hunters Creek area and they're going to pop right over 417 kind of in the Everbe area. You maybe you can't or don't want to afford the Lake Nona area. Mm -hmm. Maybe Sunbridge is a little too far for you. And so they default over to this Everby area and the Levis area. So I think it's going to be a great one. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll kind of keep our eye on Exciting. it. Um, every, uh, let's see. Okay, I missed a couple ones over here. Help me out here. Where else did I miss? Let's them? see. Oh, somebody, Chris, is working with some of us and the team. It says, nice. That's nice. What's Thanks, going Chris. on? Let's go to see you, Chris. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Chris, I. Uh, Q says, you got to check out the development along Westside Boulevard. The road will be done this summer. Lots of houses go straight into Horizon West on Avalon. Man, I'm so excited about that, honestly. Um, like, what's Star Lake? North North Lake? Yeah, North Lake Innovation. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. Have you been over there? I have. It's really nice. What do you like about it? I like that it's set back. 
Um, so it's like you're not on the main road and it's just a little bit quiet. You're surrounded by all of these like pine trees. So it's kind of that Florida feel. Yeah. But you're really close to everything. Yeah. You're like five minutes from Flamingo Crossing yeah. and it's going to be really good connection over to Claremont and back and forth. I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. Yeah. All right. So we've got a couple more stories and we're we'll wrap up today. What do you think about MegaCon? Have you, have you been to MegaCon before? I've never participated in anything quite like that before, but I think it's so cool. Um, it's this weekend. Um, it's already it today. Um, and, um, you know, it's pretty affordable, actually. I think if you want to go, it was, it's like almost 50 bucks tomorrow. And uh, I think Saturday is like 65. So it's really reasonable, yep. but it's family friendly. They're doing events like a Harry Potter sorting hat ceremony for the kids. And then they have like celebrities there like um, Christina Ricci and um, Mark Paul Gosler. Zach Morris. <laughs> <laughs> You're not excited about that at no, all. Not at but all. okay, listen, I was looking at the celebrity guests and I was at first I kind of like I, I I used to roll my eyes at these things. Now I'm a big geek and I love them. Uh the celebrity guests here, you've got Hayden Christensen, which is uh from Star Wars and he was Darth Vader and Anakin uh growing up. Yeah, Mark Paul Gosler, you've got Gwen. Which, who's Gwendolyn Chris? Well, she was in Game Game of Thrones. Oh, there you go. But See? also, she's in Mandalorian. There we go. There yeah. we go. Nev Campbell, Matthew Levelard, a bunch of people from Scream. So I think it's going to be a, a fun event. If you've never been, uh, there's a lot of people that go hard. They dress up for these things. Yeah. They just they they go all out. Yeah, it's so it's so fun. I've just never had the opportunity, but I think it's cool. All right. So <laughs> who? Let, let's let's break in. Who is your celebrity crush in high school? In high school, I'm probably Justin Timberlake, like everybody else. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He can sing. He can dance. He can act. He's a triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> what about the What about the curly hair? Was that I still like it. you liked it? Yeah, yeah I liked that's... everything about him. Oh. <laughs> Me and a million other guys. <laughs> that's fair. All right. So we're going to wrap up tonight. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, hearing a little bit about Orlando, the real estate that's coming, the news that's coming. I think there's a lot of fun stories and that people don't know about Orlando. They think it's just theme parks. They think a lot of things, but maybe they don't dive into the everyday life. And that's what we're here for you guys. And if you're looking to buy or sell a house, Lindsay and I and the team, we'd love to be your real estate resource of choice. Just reach out info at posicgroup.com. See you guys. If you've ever thought about moving to Orlando or you're looking to buy or sell a house anywhere, my team and I, we'd love to be your real estate resource of choice. At Posit Group, we've got over 500 five-star reviews and we're helping people from all around the world find home in Orlando. Make sure you reach out, info at posicgroup.com. We'll see you guys on the next episode.